if you're building an attribution model and you haven't tagged your marketing campaigns correctly, your data's wrong. You're listening to the Keep Optimizing Podcast to increase your traffic, improve your conversion rates, and grow your profits. Hello and welcome. I'm Chloe Thomas, the host of this Marketing Focus podcast. And if you're not familiar with the format, well, each month we focus on a different marketing topic. Usually it's a marketing method like email or SEO or Google ads, but sometimes we do something a little bit left field. And each week I interview a different marketing method expert to explore the latest advice on making it work for you. This month we're a little left field and we're talking about marketing attribution. I know it's a bit of a big topic to try and cover in just four episodes, but it's a topic I find marketers frequently approach without really getting it. So we've put this month together to help us all upskill so we can better tackle understanding what marketing attribution means in our business and how to use it successfully. So across the four episodes, we're coming at it from some very different angles. Last week, we got into the basics and the basics of doing it whilst focusing on the customer journey. So putting the customer journey at the core of your marketing attribution strategy. This week, we're asking, can you do it with just Google Analytics or to be more precise, GA4? So we're going to be exploring that in today's episode and going, well, we kind of went into the basics last week, but we're going really basics here. We are talking through the straightforward way to do it. We're talking about why you need to identify the problems before you go looking for solutions. We're talking about how to get the most out of your GA4. And there are two reports my guest is going to talk about, which I had no idea were in there. Um, I had no idea they were set up the way they're set up and they are brilliant. She's also going to be sharing some tips, which I, which, which when you know them, they're going to take you minutes. I mean, like less than 10 minutes to fix, but which some brands have paid huge amounts of money to try and fix because they didn't know these little bits of GA4 existed. So, There's a lot of great stuff coming up in this episode and I challenge you to get to the end of it without having a clearer idea about how to leverage marketing attribution or not in your business. Now do make sure you listen right to the end of the episode because at the end of the interview, my guests will be sharing some quick fire insider tips to help you maximize your marketing attribution impact. And I'll also be sharing my take on it all, plus outlining some more free ways we can help you improve your marketing attribution and get GA4 integrated into your business. So stay tuned to the end. So do you want to transform your data into growth? Given you're listening to one of our marketing attribution episodes, I reckon the answer might be yes. So I would like to tell you about Triple Whale, the smart data platform where you can manage analytics, attribution and creative for your Shopify store in one place. Triple Whale brings the metrics that matter most into one easy to use dashboard, giving you the real time insights you need to grow your brand. Just like Ash Melwani and the team at Obvi did using Triple Whale to increase revenue 67%, reduce Facebook cost per acquisition by 44% and save over 2,800 hours of manual calculation time. Wow. 
Find out all about Triple Whale at keepopt.com forward slash triple whale. Or why not grab a quick call with one of their strategists to see how over 5,000 Shopify brands are using Triple Whale to turn data into profit. You can do all that at keepopt.com forward slash triple whale. That's keepopt.com forward slash T-R-I-P-L-E-W-H-A-L-E. Find out what they could do for you. Keepopt.com forward slash triple whale. Today, I'm chatting with marketing attribution expert, Jill Quick. Jill is an analytics consultant and trainer at the colouring in department. Originally a client side marketer, she's been helping brands of all sizes get to grips with their measurement strategy since 2011. Hello, Jill. Hello, thank you for having me. Great to have someone with so much experience as you do um, here on the show. So how did you go from being just a straightforward client-side marketer to being focused on marketing attribution? So I think attribution, I bundle in with analytics because it's, it's kind of the same thing, it's the same tools. My name for my business being the colouring in department poked fun at the fact that any job that I did, no matter what it was, SEO, paid media, creating an eco roller for a, an event, People referred to me and my department as the colouring in department because they saw us as the revenue takers and it pissed me off a little bit. <laughs> um, <laughs> I sat there going, no, no, but we're driving growth and we're doing things and everybody just saw you as a big cost, but they needed you. And then there's that quote that was always thrown around, 50% of my budget is wasted, I just don't know which half, which mentally meant people thought half of my work, half of my team was redundant. So I was doing my postgrad in digital marketing with the Institute of Digital Marketing. And I was very fortunate to have Matthew Todd of Logan Todd, who ended up selling his business on to PwC. He did our analytics uh, lessons. And we also had Dave Chaffee from Smart Insights, who also scared the life out of us with his spreadsheets and things like that. And I kind of digested it. And obviously I was doing my assignments. So you're doing your assignments, you're doing things. But then I went back to my boss and I'm like, think we're doing some things wrong I think the things that I'm learning we're not we're not doing these things when it comes to the analytics side of things which bundles how do you know where people came from tracking things properly to how do I spend my media budget better which is where you might lean into some attribution and I wanted desperately to prove that marketing was a marketing tool that you needed like that it was a resource that you needed that it was it was worth the investment And this was around about 2008. So I'd been using analytics or versions of analytics because my first ever job job was a placement as part of my degree, which was with a web agency back in like 2002. So we were doing e-marketing, which included faxing people. Um, So it was a a real eye opener for me to learn about the land of the web. So marrying all those together and people were well into universal, uh, no, universal wasn't existing then, sorry, um, classic analytics. We were going from urchin to classic. And I wanted to get better at that tool just so I could shove it in sales faces, just to be like, (laughs) I did some SEO and this is the return on investment. And this is what we did. It was just, for me, it was a delight to finally prove the warm, fuzzy feeling I had in my tummy. And it was a happy accident that I got into it and then I started teaching it and I really enjoy it. I like it's it's a nice thing to have a job where you enjoy your work and get quite a bit of excitement from your work and it doesn't feel like work. So I've kind of stuck with it. And if you'd have told me 10 years ago 
there would be demand for it. Like my first workshop, I'm like, nobody's going to turn up full class, you know, and then the next one full class. I'm like, oh, people, people do want to learn this. They do want to, to get on board with this. So um, I kept at it. And now it's all I do my entire life, all about analytics. And you're looking very happy on it, I have to say, Jill. Mm -hmm. Well, I think one of the one of the reasons I would imagine that a lot of people have always turned up to your training right from day one, even though you thought they wouldn't, is because attribution, it's kind of one of these areas that everyone feels like they should do, but almost no one knows how to do. And we all almost think it's far more complicated and black boxy than it really is, because I think we we aim for the stars and I'm, I'm not going to continue with the metaphor and say, but we should all be aiming for the gutter because that would be bad. <laughs> but we, you know, we aim for the stars when actually we don't need the stars. We need the practical answers to our questions. So for someone who's going like you did all those years ago, going, I want to be able to prove to sales that I'm worth my weight in gold, or I want to be able to get a better understanding of where my marketing budget's being spent. How do we start the journey towards attribution? Where does it, where does it begin for a business? So whenever I do any migration plans with GA4 at the moment, and previous to that, it was just your bog standard audits of what you're doing. I have some questions that I like to ask people before we get into the project. One of them is, do you use the data, which sounds really obvious. But if you're saying to me, oh, I log in on Friday when I'm bored because I want to see if the lines are going up or going down and then I got on with my day. It's like, OK, you're not quite using it the way that you should be using it. Then I want to understand how are they currently reporting on their marketing performance? Because analytics, Google Analytics in particular, because that's what I focus on. It is not your source of truth for your CRM system or your Shopify system or whatever. It is a marketing performance tool to help you understand how did people find my website? What did they do when I was on that website? And am I still in a job? Did they convert? Did they do the thing that I wanted them to do? Once I understand how you're reporting on those three things, so is it a dashboard in Looker, formerly Data Studio? Is it an Excel document? Do you just have a chat? I had one person ask me to put things on a post-it note, like give me the full top metrics on a post-it note and stick it in the report. <laughs> Quite hard to automate that. Yeah, definitely. He didn't really care. He was he was old school. Um, but yeah, understanding how they're reporting and, and who you're reporting to, because that splinters me off into reporting personas, because I think there's a lot of marketing, good marketing on understanding and segmenting your customers, and we don't do it internally. So the reports that you're presenting, they will need to be different. You can't send the reports I use and that you probably use for the nitty gritty. You send that to the CEO and they'll be like, what am I looking at? What is this? They need a completely different report and it needs to be visualized in a completely different way versus somebody that's signing off your budget. So understanding what is the outcome? What are the data points that we need? And then asking them, are they ready to invest in the data quality of their data collection? Because you can't just turn analytics on. You do need to think about the configuration, especially with GA4, you're going to have to think about additional events that you're going to need to track. Then that leads you into compliance, privacy, consent mode, things like that, collecting it in a fair and lawful way, and then using the data. Because if you're not going to use the data, then what is the freaking point in what you're doing? If you're just wanting a chart to look pretty, then well, I could make you one up. If nobody's going to do anything with the data, have at it in Data Studio, just making something look pretty. 
So once we've gone through these, these questions, I can then start to understand what would be in their measurement strategy and what is the right solution to the objective that they're going after. Because sometimes, like you said, they think that they need to reach for attribution. When I understand the questions they're trying to ask, and I always like to say things like, what are the questions you would love to answer for stakeholders? Because if you say, well, what do you want in analytics? They'll go, oh, I don't know. Whereas I had one example recently where I had a team in a um, e-commerce brand. They do fabulous skincare and they're going, look, we spent loads of time and money on a load of content to help people understand how to use the products and how to build a regime. And we know it's helping SEO. We know it's helping sales. We just can't prove it. Now, in GA4 in particular, you can build audiences and these audiences can be used not just for your paid media. You can use them for segmentation. You can use them in your reports and you can add event counts and time. So we created an audience to say, show me users that landed on these pages and within 30 minutes they completed a purchase. And what was the number? And then we did the opposite of people that didn't look at it in 30 minutes and what was the revenue? And that's all we needed to do is to present that data prettily in a nice report to say to their boss, please keep paying us our salary. Please keep paying the agency to do the graphics. Please pay for the photo shoot because all these things cost money. People spend more if they look at the content. How do we get that content in front of them? Let's talk to email. Let's do some trigger campaigns. Let's do it. it all feeds into it. So understanding what are the questions you've got and then working out what are the right solutions in your analytics program of choice is where you should be starting not build me a linear attribution model where we're doing this that and the other it's like is that going to give you what you need because most of the time those reports just look like number soup and people don't know what to do with it and that's a complete waste of resources and i don't like waste so thinking about yeah, those those questions around, do you use the data? Who's getting it? How do you visualize it? The questions, then you can start moving into what are the, the solutions? For me, core fundamentals is key. Like you need to get the basics set up correctly. If you're building an attribution model and you haven't tagged your marketing campaigns correctly, your data's wrong. Let's, Jill, I'm going to pause you, pause you there for a second. We'll get into, because I want to get into the, um, the getting the data inputs right properly in a second but first off um just to go back on some things you, you've just been um saying so essentially we need what we need to do is to go why do we want the data what what questions are we trying to answer what do we need to prove to our stakeholders whoever they may be what do the different reports look like we need to look at are they one-offs like the justifying blog content creation or are they weekly daily etc and then go out and find the right solution, not just go, oh, I've been to a presentation on X. I must buy hugely expensive software piece and put it in place. It, it's a problem first, solution second scenario here. Yeah, which is how I prefer to approach it for sure. And I think when you think about the output, which is always a report at the end of the day, you do reports because you want some form of action and that action is normally that person you've sent it to, that persona you've sent it to, you want them to do something positive. That could just be crack on with your strategy, validate your work, or sign off a budget are pretty much the main two. Like keep paying me money, keep giving me money, 
don't stop me like keep, keep let me keep doing what i'm doing i'm proving and i'm learning and i'm doing stuff and here's here's the data they're the points that you need to focus on and then you can work backwards from there and almost reverse engineer it because when you know what you're trying to show and you know what the objective is like i'm spending a million pounds in marketing how do i prove the return on investment how do i show how i'm spending my budget next month there's different ways of presenting that you don't just have to go here's a load of stuff um and then nobody actions it because most of the time people are busy they don't know what they're looking at because that's not their job you know the people that normally sign the checks and things like that don't get into the weeds and we normally get into the weeds which doesn't help yeah the the, the people at the top usually don't want the weeds do they um is this Jill, the same process, no matter how small or how big your e-commerce store is. So if you're doing, you know, if you're starting up and you're maybe six months in and you've got some sales coming in, do you need to go through this process yet? Or is there kind of like a point at which it becomes more relevant? I still go through the same process. It would vary on how much you would, it's worth investing, really. So if you are a, a small business and you've just started and we're both business owners it is personal any money i spend is money that does not go into my children's mouth so you don't just spaff money up against the wall for the for the sake of it so when you're in the early stages because you're just trying to get traction and growth your main priority is how do people find my website and how do i repeat that process so the, the first report that you might want to focus on is one, making sure you track things and we can talk about some gotchas in people getting their UTM parameters the wrong way. In GA4, because there's no point in talking about universal because they're setting it on fire. <laughs> there are two reports in, in GA4. Now under the standard aggregate lifecycle reports, we've got user acquisition, which will show you all of your default channel grouping, sources, mediums, campaigns, your users, new users, whatever. But this user acquisition report is showing only new users and the attribution model is 100% of the credit goes to the first touch point. And we've not had that before. The previous one was all the glory went to the last non-direct channel. So if you had social, email, SEO and paid and paid got them to sign up to your newsletter buy the dress that got all the glory and the other three channels are like but wait we helped and the report just went tough you don't get any stars no stars for you we we take away the stars this user acquisition report now gives a star to the first channel so if that was social or PR or organic then that would get the credit so this is a report that's slightly different to what we're used to but it's going to show you what was the thing that got the new people in the first channel because you might then look at it and go wow we're getting loads from referral what was it oh it was a website right how do i find more websites like this or partnerships with these like it will lead you down that creative route and then the traffic acquisition report is 100% of the credit goes to the last touch point so you've now got two attribution models in reports one that's first touch one that's last touch and that for me is is exciting because it's a bit of a fairer game isn't it what was the one at the beginning what was the one at the end and then you can look at attribution models to give credit to the middle guys if you wanted to but that is a brilliant place to start to understand how do i find people that went to the website and how can i repeat that and, and pour more people in and get that hockey stick of growth and then looking at the what do they do when they're on there well, that's down to the content that they're looking at. And did they watch the video? And if they did watch the video, what was the video that they watched? And it, it starts to unravel all these things. That's all you care about at the beginning. And, and most businesses that I've worked with that are at the start of their journey, 
they're all wearing a million hats they haven't got a lot of time they're just trying to grow flip that over to somebody that's been doing this for ages and your priorities are different they're on economies of scale they want efficiency so it's like well you're doing the things that you're doing how do you get more effective with your budget like they're not that bothered about what was the first channel that brought people to market when you're making millions they're just about efficiencies because they want funding or they want to sell or exit and they're the metrics that those people care about so you wouldn't need to put the investment that those guys do in the early days because you don't need to i mean by all means if you've got the resources and you've had a crap ton of funding spend it spend the money do all the things <laughs> but most people don't they just want to know the basic data story of how did they find me what was the first channel what was the last channel and then what did they do and how can i use that insight to make my website better push the right product to that person etc etc and i love that so on ga4 we've got user acquisition report which is first touch traffic acquisition report which is last touch straight out the box i had no idea i'm totally checking those out straight after this podcast but we said we were going to come back to it and we must come back to it jill is the importance of getting the data in right which the last i haven't directly worked with an e-commerce brand for over a year now but the first thing i always did was go is our data actually accurate are we actually tracking conversions are we actually tracking the sources we used our utm codes right and it it's it's not a you can fix it once but you have to constantly manage it don't you so what's your top advice for making sure the data coming into our analytics system is accurate so i i guess with my job because i do a lot of audits and reviews and recommendations and i'll ask questions around what data don't you trust and why? Because um, they don't always know what the problem is, but there'll be somebody that will say, and this is an example that happened recently. They were like, oh, our acquisition reports don't match with the other sources. And I'm like, which sources? And I'm like, well, email is really low and MailChimp is saying we've had all these people. That doesn't make any sense. And then we're doing loads of paid and Google Ads is saying we've got loads of conversions, but Google Analytics isn't. Now, when things like that happen, my first thought is, did you go into your admin settings and have you updated your referral exclusion lists? And this is really common and it's just something that you have to maybe check on every so often. In Google Analytics, and this is the same with any platform, it's a computer program and computer programs need a little bit of help. And these referral exclusions are to say to Google, hey, if you see any traffic from these sources, don't count them. So you will add your own website because you don't want to pat yourself on the back with a self-referral when the clock strikes midnight and somebody changes. But you'd also include all of your payment gateways. So Stripe, PayPal, Hook, that kind of thing. So I had a recent one where all their traffic was going into referral. And when you added the source, you could see Hook.Stripe and pay all their payment gateways, getting all of the credit. And once the data is being processed, I can't unprocess it. So I can't turn around and go, you're probably right. It probably was your email campaigns or your paid media, but the computer's already crunched the numbers and we can't go through it. So for me, it's sense checking that. And then any time somebody brings on a new payment, gateway, like Klarna, for example, because they're quite popular at the moment, I keep seeing them on sites, then somebody needs to go, oh, we should probably update our admin configuration settings. It's just getting more people aware of, of that side of analytics. And when I've done training activities, I can't tell you how many times people, when they, they come around, but when I start going onto the cog and go into admin, 
people's eyes roll to the back of their heads and they're like, no, Jill, we wanted to do the, the chat. And I'm like, no, no, listen to me. The collection and configuration will make or break everything. Understanding what all of these bells and whistles do dramatically inputs the uh, impacts the output. And I refer to this as confabulations of data, lies you tell yourself honestly, because you're looking at reports that are not 100% true, but you didn't maliciously do that. So knowing enough to be dangerous about what the settings are, you don't necessarily have to be the one that does it, but you need to know that it has an impact on, on that data. So yeah, referral exclusions is a big one. After that, it is people not tagging their marketing properly, getting their sources and mediums mixed up, um, not using the right uh, rules. And just to make things interesting with GA4, Google have a completely new default channel grouping, and it does not match the default channel grouping of Universal Analytics. However, it is better because it's got 16 different channels so you now got organic video and paid social it's almost like google's gone oh you guys been doing other things cpc isn't always paid search it could be paid facebook you know um but it does mean that they've got a, at the moment a very hard and fast rule of the source and the medium has to specifically match a particular structure otherwise it'll go into unassigned which is where data goes to die unfortunately it's sad and lonely because google can't make head and tail of it so getting the fundamentals right of making sure you're tracking your campaigns properly and especially for e-commerce brands don't give the credit to your tech stack you know and if this was b2b it's like well if you're using hubspot or salesforce don't give them the credit to loop traffic back to your site exclude it so i can see the actual marketing that did the job and there's some of the key theories if you if you learn that you're you're not that far off actually getting pretty decent data excellent thank you jill i feel like we could we could carry on talking about this part of uh, of attribution for ages but uh, we're going to finish picking your brains on geo4 now listeners remember to stay tuned right to the end though so you don't miss out on jill's insider tips on marketing attribution and my suggestions for a few more resources to help you improve things even further in your business so, do you want to transform your data into growth? Given you're listening to one of our marketing attribution episodes, I reckon the answer might be yes. So, I would like to tell you about Triple Whale, the smart data platform where you can manage analytics, attribution and creative for your Shopify store in one place. Triple Whale brings the metrics that matter most into one easy to use dashboard, giving you the real time insights you need to grow your brand. Just like Ash Melwani and the team at Obvi did using Triple Whale to increase revenue 67%, reduce Facebook cost per acquisition by 44%, and save over 2,800 hours of manual calculation time. Wow. Find out all about Triple Whale at keepopt.com forward slash triple whale. Or why not grab a quick call with one of their strategists to see how over 5,000 Shopify brands are using Triple Whale to turn data into profit. You can do all that at keepopt.com forward slash triple whale. That's keepopt.com forward slash T-R-I-P-L-E-W-H-A-L-E. Find out what they could do for you. Keepopt.com forward slash triple whale.
Okay, Jill, so far we've gone deep into how we can use GA4 to get our attribution rocking. Now you get to wow us with your insider knowledge about the whole of marketing attribution. So for the following questions, your answer can be anything to do with marketing attribution, which of course includes everything we've already been talking about. Jill, are you ready? Oh God, I hope so. I'm slightly nervous now. <laughs> <laughs> Don't be nervous. Um, let's start with newbie advice. If we've inspired someone to take their first step, what do they need to know to give themselves the best chance of success? When it comes to attribution, learn UTM tagging, like learn how that default channel works. You can build an attribution model till the cows come home, but if your output is the channels, the sources, the mediums, the campaigns are in the wrong bucket, you will make bad choices. You know, if you put emails in direct and referral when it should be somewhere else, you're not gonna see any lift in, in what you're doing. So go through the fundamentals of, of tracking things and start with those early reports that we get out of the box. What is the first touch? What was the last touch for bringing in those users? Um, and although we haven't quite banged the drum of, are your conversions set up correctly? And I would encourage people to have conversations around having more than one don't just go for your macro they bought something think about those micro conversions as well because we all know that it's a song isn't it your marketing and all the work that you're doing you might have a campaign that maybe is brilliant at getting people to sign up to your newsletter which for an e-commerce business would typically be a, a, a micro conversion, right? They're like, oh, okay, we've got your email address. I'm like, yeah, somebody's giving you permission to talk to them. Like, that's brilliant. H how's that going? Um, track it. And then you've got your macro conversions at the end of it. And that for me has been more impactful than diving deep into the attribution side of things. So getting those fundamentals are really, really key for me. Excellent extra pieces of advice there. I love it. Far more than one tip there. That was brilliant, Jill. Um, now, once you've started, of course, you've got to keep optimizing. So what's your favorite way to improve performance? That's like, oh, it's like, I actually don't even know where to start with that question because there's a million things that you could be doing. One of the first things I'll ask clients when they're at the stage, right, where they're wanting to do this is quite selfishly for the team what is the next quarter's priorities because you can be optimizing things that are maybe important but the board do not care about or they're not going to care about it until the end of the year so if you know what's important and sometimes you have to ask like i've had this where i've been in a job job and i'm doing what i think is important and then sat in my first stakeholder meeting i was like oh my god i have completely not understood the whole picture because you can't you're not in in that that world so if you don't know ask like the, the people above you however the size of the team what is the main priority what is the main worry in the next quarterly period that could be um i had one client that said um at the moment we're a little bit concerned about churn we're getting lots of people going online and buying things and that this is like for e-commerce brands right especially with fashion bringing things back we're trying to understand are there any ways that we could maybe find customers that are maybe less likely to return things? So it's like, okay, well, if that's the objective, how how can we look at the data? And is are there data points that can show those types of activities? And for this client, we had user IDs so we could identify them in the backend database, and they were able to find a source of traffic 
that looked like it was converting really well, but that campaign from that source, they were four times more likely to bring stuff back. So I'm like, okay, pause that and put money elsewhere. And automatically the board's happy, you've satisfied what's what's going on. So yeah, it's not necessarily let's build a cross-channel, let's click model activity. It's like, what what are, what are the things everybody's panicking about in this quarterly period? And for different businesses, that's going to be different things, right? For some, it's Brexit problems. Some of it is trade. Some of it is the recession. Some of it is, you know, product launches. What is the one thing that you care about and how can I do that? I had another client where they'd launched a new product. So they were like, we, we do care about purchase, but we only care about this one product and its performance compared to the last one that we had. So that's what we focused on, build a conversion point for that particular product, which we can now do in GA4, because you can build whatever you want. We could isolate a particular product and have that as a conversion rate. And then you can have that as your basic first and last touch attribution. And then you can start building audiences before you even go deep into the nitty gritty of, of what you can do. And that is generally enough. Now, if someone listening wants to learn more, because we've given them an awful lot to think about, is there one cheap or free resource you would recommend? So the wonderful Dana DiTomaso has a GA4 course on LinkedIn learning. That is, sometimes it's free because they're doing deals where you can access uh, courses or it's about 20 quid or something like that. It's, it's pretty, pretty cool. If you are pretty into GA4 when you know what you're doing, um, I've actually got, I've got the book. Oh, let me brag it up right now. Bought myself a book for Christmas. Um, Mark Edmondson has just written Learning Google Analytics. Do not let the title of the book fool you. It's um, It gets pretty deep. It goes into predictive analytics and attribution modeling using BigQuery and R and cloud and all the other things. So there's resources at the end of each scale um and that book's about 50 quid um well worth the investment google are starting to do more videos on how you do things the bit and this isn't no hate on the google people you're all lovely and i i make my livelihood so don't don't strike me down <laughs> um i think their resources are good but they don't always give you the use cases and that's what i like about dana's is she'll explain something and go and you'll want to do this for xyz reasons and that's i think where you get a benefit love those recommendations thank you very much and finally it's crystal ball time what's coming up in the next six to 12 months we should be getting ready for i will say big query or at least get ready for a new skill set that we're going to at least be able to hold a conversation around there is a lot of movement, I think, with analytics. It's been a long time coming. With GA4, you can export all of your raw data for free with BigQuery. And this is where I, I predicted this. Like I've been having chats with people when when they're going, oh, they're not going to sunset UA. I'm like, they 100% are. They're going to clear those servers. Those servers are going to be moved to Europe for GA4. And the rest of them are going to be used for server-side tagging or renting cloud services for things like BigQuery. There will get to a point where you will want all of your raw data. And the only way to get that is with BigQuery. Now, if people are like, Jill keeps using the word BigQuery and I don't know what it means. Humor me to allow me like a minute of explaining analytics if it was a mode of transportation. If universal analytics was a mode of transportation, it would have been a car. GA4 is a helicopter. 
So they have similarities. They have doors and windows and seat belts, but they are completely different models. And BigQuery is the black box to your helicopter. So it's got all of that raw data. So you don't necessarily have to worry about it. Future Chloe can worry about this. It's a 2024, 2025 skill that we're going to need. But I would at least get it on people's radar that we've got some new skills that we're going to need, but we will benefit from. So if you haven't checked it out, start it. Start the journey. That sounds like a marvellous new rabbit hole for us all to disappear <laughs> down. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Um, Jill, thank you for sharing so much with us all. I mean, I am I am literally if I didn't have an, have another podcast recording immediately after this, I would be off to play in my GA4 right now. Um, so thank you so much for sharing all of that with us. Anyone who's listening is going, I need help with this. I'm not sure where I go. How do they get in contact with you? How do they find out more about your business? So you can find me at thecoloringindepartment.com, spelled the American way. And I'm on LinkedIn. Uh, there's not many Jill Quicks, so I'm the cartooned face one. There's about seven of us, I think, globally, um, which is quite nice. So um, just connect with me on there. Just say hi and have a chat. I love chatting about analytics. So, you know, say hi. Don't be scared. <laughs> Excellent. There you go, guys. An offer of help. Um, do get in contact with Jill. I think we all we can all tell from today's podcast episode, Jill really likes talking about and working with analytics and solving problems with it. So Jill, thank you so much for being on the podcast today and sharing so much expertise with us. It's been a real pleasure chatting with you. Thank you. So everyone, the straightforward guide to answering your problems with marketing attribution. Work out what you need to know. What reports do you have to create for other people, for other stakeholders? What questions would you really like to solve in your business? Then make sure that you've got the right data flowing into your analytics, your GA4. And if you haven't yet put GA4 in place, go listen right now to episode uh, 111 with Dan Coleman, where we explained how to do all of that. But get make sure the data coming in is correct and then build the reports and the pieces you need to understand the problems you have so think of what your problem is and then build the solution for that that is how to build a measurement strategy that is how to get your um, marketing attribution working for you and then go and take a look at those two core reports you mentioned the user acquisition report which is that attributes back to the first touch and the traffic acquisition report which attributes back to the last touch they will give you a lot of insight probably the first time you do it they're going to give you some questions you want to go and answer this and the whole cycle continues so Get those basics in place, see what you can do with your GA4. And if you're a bigger brand and you've got more complex issues, maybe you do need to go and get some other um, software to fix those problems or a specific problem where other software is gonna solve it for you. But it all starts with that problem. What is the problem you're trying to solve and what is the right solution for it? Now you can get the links to all those things we discussed, the full transcript of the episode, important notes and more at the website, keepoptimizing.com or go straight to this episode by using our short codes, which you put into the URL bar, which is keepopt.com forward slash episode number. 
And once you get to the website, make sure you add yourself to our email list so you don't miss out on any of the many things I share to help you improve your business. And when you're on your website, you can also sign up to our Q&A webinar all about marketing attribution and answering your marketing attribution questions. So bring your problems along and get our experts to answer them. Just head to keepopt.com forward slash webinar to register for that. Uh, and thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of the Keep Optimizing podcast. Like I said, if it's got you thinking, oh, GA4, what do I do? Episode 111, we'll sort that out for you. Um, it is an episode we've had a huge amount of great feedback about. So if you're unsure about GA4, it is a great place to go and dive in and you will feel a lot more comfortable about it afterwards. And if you want to get deeper into marketing attribution, because why wouldn't you? Well, across this month, we're exploring it from very different angles. So either you'll find those episodes by scrolling up your feed and make sure you follow us wherever you're listening so you get the rest of the series or head to keepopt.com forward slash attribution. And please do tell your fellow marketers about the show because I want to help as many marketers as possible to improve the performance of their e-commerce marketing. And so many are wasting time, money, energy and stress on trying to solve the wrong attribution problems. Anyway, have a great week and make sure you listen to our next episode so I can help you to keep optimizing your marketing. Access everything, keep optimizing at keepoptimizing.com. That's with an S, not a Z. Book your triple whale demo today and transform your data into growth. You can do all that at keepopt.com forward slash triple whale. That's keepopt.com forward slash T-R-I-P-L-E-W-H-A-L-E.